Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Pod Queens, a podcast where three queens wade into steamy waters of culture. You come for the hot takes, you stay for the queens. I am Sajda Waite. I'm Gamal El Sawa. And I'm Jelani Carrington. Welcome, 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 y'all. What is up? How are we feeling this beautiful semi-cloud but not really cloudy Saturday? Why do people why are people addicted to weather? Everyone's obsessed with weather. They walk into the room, they're like, wow, the weather. We've had at least three episodes where the first thing you said is, but the weather, though. Whether the weather be cold or whether the weather, weather, weather be hot. <laughs> what? Oh. We'll be together whatever the weather? I don't think so, Mama. We're on a Zoom call. Notably <laughs> apart. Oh, my God. Um, so for those of you listening, you know that we are famously theater queens. Um, <laughs> And that was a little theater warm up that we that we do. Um, and do we feel warm? Do we feel warm? I do. I feel like <laughs> I just feel so much has opened. Like yeah. that was a heart opener. You know what I mean? Like rose yeah. water all over the face. That's what my cords are pliable now, Mama. Um, speaking of weather, I definitely think um, if you're a weirdo, if you are a strange person, if you are a little bit odd, if you're into like maybe horror or like, you know, surrealist things, I don't know, whatever. This is just a plug for Welcome to Night Vale, which is a podcast that I really love, which is phenomenal. It's a story-based podcast or whatever. And at least once every episode, um, because it's like being narrated by like a weather, a news person, they'll be like, okay, and I'm going to take you all to the weather but instead of like a weather person coming, the weather is always just a song. <laughs> and I think that that's so funny and like hilarious. So that's my little weather thing. Well, if, if today's weather was a song, what song would it be? Okay. Maybe, oh, this is a hard question. That is. L- um, Let the sunshine in from, from the hit, from Hair, the tribal love rock musical. That's hot. I'd be down. It's Raining Sunshine by Miranda Cosgrove. The, um, I've never heard that song in my life. What? You've never heard Miranda Cosgrove's Raining Sunshine? No, I heard the one where she's like, um, oh, what's like, uh, I might die. It's like electricity. I might die. That's the only song I've heard. Sparks Fly. That's the name of the song, Sparks Fly. Okay, that was my brain. Try to figure out that song. Also, Walking on Sunshine, but the Allie and AJ remove cover up. Oh. <laughs> Allie and AJ do not get enough respect for the for the trail they blazed. <laughs> kind of um, pop duos, kind of girls that look exactly the same. Speaking of trail blazers, mm-hmm. need to need to need to introduce someone into this steaming conversation today for the first time ever pod queens has a guest can you imagine <gasps> a guest in a this guest house. please welcome to your ear holes ej man hello <laughs> hello edgy ej how it's is me. you today oh i'm good i just listened to um raining sunshine by miranda cosgrove from the cloudy with a chance of meatball soundtrack no less 
I think she wrote the song before then, but they were like, oh, oh, mama, we, we need that song. <laughs> Like uh, they actually wrote the whole movie. Okay. They actually wrote the whole movie for that song. <laughs> it was Yo. inspired by "Raining Sunshine" by Miranda Cosgrove. You know what? That means her uh, her team is on it, though. They got her a whole movie just for that song. Um, I mean, good for her. Some of these girls, they teams ain't doing. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's true. Normani, Normani, I love you. What's your team doing, girl? Fire them all. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my That's God. a crime. I think it's clear in, in recent years that actually Kiki Palmer has got a whole new team because she's kind of resurged in the public consciousness, I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's all what a good team can do, really. But hey, uh, EJ, oh. uh, you, uh, t- t- tell, tell kind of our listeners like what your deal is, right? Like you're a playwright. <laughs> I'm a you're playwright. You're a performer. You're an artiste. Yeah. Like what's your deal? Like what's your, your quick Tinder bio? Oh, my quick Tinder. Do you want me to just read my Tinder bio? Actually, yes. Sure. I haven't been on Tinder in forever, but I'm interested to see what it says. Well, I will say that um, if you go on my Twitter account, um, my Twitter account does say I'm six foot three and there's two of me, which I think does encompass a lot of my personality because I'm six foot three and I'm also a Gemini, which after the last episode, I know I do not feel safe actually on this (laughs) podcast. I was listening. I was like, oh my God, they hate me. That's so wild to find out that my friends hate me. Um. <laughs> like, I hate everyone. I hate every sign. So don't, like, you're not alone. There's like a long yeah, list of people. I did feel, like, yeah, I did feel I'm um, a little valid. I was like, okay, cool. Well, at least yeah, they don't. You're in good company. You're in good company of hated people. What is my thing? Oh. All right, hit us with. Is it too embarrassing to read on air? It's just. It's, I don't know what I was thinking. It sounds like this, I think this is from when I was like maybe 24. If you won't murder my cousin in the streets for me, then I want nothing to do with you. Hot. I think it's the Hot. Romeo and Juliet I right on that. I <laughs> is that right the right only that. thing in the bio? Um, That's all you say about yeah, this. Yeah, and then it says six with. foot three. <laughs> Can we talk about heights for a second? I'm so sorry. Can we talk about heights for a second? On these dating apps, everyone's obsessed with their heights. Someone messaged me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put her on blast. But her name is. Just kidding. Um, she messaged me. And she was like, you know, should I date this guy? He's like X tall, and I'm like, I am six foot one. Everyone in the world, most people, mm-hmm. except for clearly Egyptian, uh, is shorter than me. Most people I encounter are in fact shorter than me. Therefore, to me, height doesn't really matter. But there are all these people who are like, I'm. I'm 5'9", and if this guy is 5'8", well, it's over, Mama. <laughs> what is the deal? Can someone who's short explain this to me? Because I truly don't think twice about height. It's so funny. I actually go back and forth with whether or not I'm short. Um, <laughs> because, um, so, as a non-binary person, I do not define myself between, in terms of, like, male and female or whatever, but sometimes I look at, like, a w- average woman's height, which is, like, I think it's, like, 5'2 or 5'3 or something like that. Five, I don't five. know. Oh, 5'5, five, five, average woman's height, right? I was say, I think in other countries it's different, but in the U.S., I think it's 5'5. Five, five. I'm... We're a tall country. I'm like five seven ish, and so I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like tall, I'm kind of statuesque. But then like, um, like for men, it's like, it, it's honest to god, like six feet or something like that, or it's like five oh. ten, some bullshit. And so I'm like, 
I'm kind of short. And for a T girl, every T girl I know is at least six feet tall. And so I'm like, <laughs> God damn, like, I'm, am I short? <laughs> am I the shorty? <laughs> When you get to be 5'1", but says 5'2", just so people, like, don't look at her sideways, then you know you short. Is this from personal experience? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I definitely... Hair adds height. Hair hair counts. Um, I definitely think that height for me isn't a thing, because I... um, I don't know, I'm just too interested in people for height to be... I, I'm also too not interested in people for height to be the thing that turns me away. Like, there's so many other things that I will look at you sideways for. Um, height is not one of them. I love myself a short king. Um, I love a short, short king. king. I love a short king. I love a tall king. Um, mm. Yeah. I heard it first in the pod. Jelani said, if you care about height, you don't care about people, mama. Right. Well, I feel like people who care about height, like in their partner, I've found are more people who are right. It's people who are taller, right? Taller people care about whether or not their partner is also tall. I feel like short people like want taller than themselves, maybe. But like, like I said, at five two, like that's not hard. So like, I'm not really <laughs> anybody away. Are you five two? I thought you were taller than that. It's the hair, honey. <laughs> I, I will say I personally really care about height, actually. It's like, a, I'm not saying that like- She's I, shallow, queen. No, no. I will say that like, it's not because, like I won't, I'm not gonna like write someone off if they're short. Like I've dated someone who, I think like one of my first boyfriends was like 5'3", you know, so- yeah, Charity, charity. So I, like- like, it's not that height is, like, the deciding factor, but I definitely put my height in my Tinder bio because I'm, like, I want someone taller than me. Mainly just because I want to feel small. I like feeling small. I like feeling, like, cute and, like, cuddly and, like, a little spoon, you know? Um, but, like, finding someone who's taller than you at 6'3", I mean, like, that's a rarity. Very difficult, yeah. There is one guy that I um, consistently um, go on dates with who is um, who is quotes, six quotes. five. And I, it's like incredible. I mean, honestly, it's like, it, like, it has only further uh, uh, deepened my resolve, I would say, for finding a tall person, because I feel so, I'm like, wow, I feel like so normally height. I don't, yeah, petite. Yeah, uh, there we go. Also, like, as a verse queen, I, it, I sometimes, like, if someone's 5'2", and I'm like bottoming for them, like that. I'm like weird about that for some reason. Um, so this it doesn't say this on my. You ever um, ridden a horse? <laughs> um, it doesn't say this on my Tinder bio, but um, my grinder profile does say um, I also am verse, but like if we're honest, more like a verse bottom. Anyway, um, it's fair. Wait, what is my? Oh, it says. Um, okay, so. I'm not going to share that, but I am going to share that it says, um, uh, verse, yes, I will grab a stool and top your 6'4 ass. So, um, I, <laughs> and that's the spirit. That's the spirit. <laughs> because again, I don't care about height. Um, there are other things that will turn me off <laughs> first. Mm. 
Like if they're a Gemini. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> John, I just saw my face go, hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. We're Zoom queens famously. We could have given each other facial cues on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, Visual I, medium? I, Mama, we don't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I live and I love. Awkward pause. Yeah. <laughs> So wait, we're gonna be um, kind of turning this episode over a little bit. I mean, we have a guest, so why not let them lead us? Why not let them show us the way of what we need to be discussing and talking about today? So EJ, we invite you. Do you have a hot take for us? Um, You know, I might just, I don't know. Oh, yes, I do. So I'm acting like we have not talked about this at all. What? That's so crazy. You want me to do? Don't tell the listeners our secrets. Don't tell the listeners our secrets. Sorry. (laughs) This is completely genuine surprise. Oh my god, a hot take. Uh, I think I have something. Um, Okay. So, so my hot take um, is I would say it's like Drag Race adjacent. We're gonna put her next to Drag Race. How about that? Um, it was inspired by, okay, so on Twitter, and this was actually like, I think a few weeks ago, um, I saw Alaska, Alaska uh, Thunderfuck 3000, that one. She had posted something on Twitter, basically like an apology. It was like one of those text posts, um, text posts, like an image of like text uh, apologies for, I think, some like racially insensitive uh some like racist shows that she had done um, and like jokes and performances and she had apologized for it. And I just like out of curiosity went to look at the replies. And what I noticed is that there was a lot of white people in her replies being like, you're a queen. You're like, we love you still. Like, and the thing is, is that there were people there saying like, I know this apology isn't for me, but I love you. And I'm like, if you know this apology isn't for you, shut the fuck up don't like you don't have to reply (laughs) it's so my hot take is that white people need to stop accepting these public figures apologies on behalf like who are you accepting this apology on and also if you know that you shouldn't be accepting the apology shut up just you know you can be quiet you don't have to reply to this tweet so that is just, that is my, and it's been happening a lot just because like everyone and their mother right now is like being like, yes, when I was in high school, I was indeed racist. And here is my apology for everyone. Um, and so I think like, I've just like, I'm seeing lots and lots of these things happening. And I'm just like, guys, we need to remember when it was like, don't send it yourself. Like this is when you do it. Oh, so <laughs> do you have opinions on this? Do you have thoughts on this? I do, because I, I think, or not think, I just like, I, something that I've been trying to think about myself when it comes to apologies is that, yes, it's, they can also be like, apologies are for people, but they're also for the person giving the apology at the same time. So, like, there is, um, this really, I think, toxic idea of, like, somebody has to accept that apology, right? Like, it can't just live out there as an apology, as someone just saying, like, I did a wrong thing, and, like, that's that. Like, 
the idea that apologies need to be answered and somebody needs to like say and make you feel better about the thing that you're apologizing about. It's like, no, you're apologizing, yes, for the people that you hurt, but also for you because you just need to do that for yourself because you did something wrong and so you need to correct that. It's not about somebody coming back to you and like accepting that apology or saying it's okay. If that's the reason you're putting apology out there, then like fuck your apology, it's bullshit. You shouldn't be apologizing, really. Because right. clearly you're not, you haven't done the work. Right. Actually, being sorry means that like it's it's about recognizing what you've done and not about having the people that you're saying sorry to um, accept you in any way. I really do feel that because I feel like especially in today's society, there's a lot of like um, like almost emotional manipulation on the part of like mm. um, making each other feel okay and safe even um like despite yourself or despite ourselves where i'm trying to i can't think of the exact situation i'm like trying to reference but i feel as though there are times when you know something wrong has happened and or someone does something that's like not okay and they'll be like you, and you have to kind of, like, stop the conversation to, like, check in and, like, make sure that they're, like, doing okay or, like, they're fine or whatever. But it's, like, bitch, not that I don't care, but, like, that's not what's important right now. What's important is, like, getting through this, like, hardship. And, like, I think you're so right of, like, if just because someone's apologized doesn't mean that anyone needs to accept it. Like, mm-hmm if you've done racist shit and you need to like publicly apologize and own up to it, that's, that's for you. It's not something that you are like, you do owe it to like your black fans and the black people in the world to like publicly say something, but you also like need to do it for yourself. If you think that you're gonna not do it again, or if you're going to be an ally, like you need to say this out loud and you need to be held accountable for your actions. Um, period. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I, I've been seeing this a lot similarly to you, EJ, because, you know, everyone's like, yeah, like you said, um, there was, not to out her, but there was a comedian who, who, who had some questionable choices in the past. <laughs> um, in the not-so-distant past, I feel comfortable Ooh. saying, actually. Um, she also like posted an apology and it was just a bunch of like a bunch of white people saying oh you're the best like it's okay like don't you worry like we what a great apology this was and (laughs) what was that sorry I just said not your place right like that's not your place to say if it was a great apology or not well I feel like when people I feel like when like white people specifically are doing that it's them almost saying like when they like are thanking someone for apologizing I feel like it's them thanking the celebrity for absolving them of their guilt for still liking this person right I think that a lot of white people are like well I mean yeah that's bad but like I don't want that to stand in the way of me liking this person and so when they apologize and they're like oh, okay cool so they apologize like they're good and now i can continue to like them without um any remorse on my own part right mm-hmm. or any introspection about like why i feel the mm-hmm. need to connect with this person that's deeply racist yeah um also i think there's and like sometimes an apology is 
valid and okay, but I think more and more these racist apologies, I'm just like kind of over because I feel like, I mean, I didn't see the Alaska one, but um, I feel like a lot of times it's this like same patent pending formula of like insert thing I did, insert apology, wait for applause and there's no actual like introspection there's no actual like explanation of why this was wrong there's no um there's no attempt to mend ties or make things better um i think two queens aquaria and miss fame have so far done it the best for me where Aquaria was literally, she put her money where her mouth is and she Mm -hmm. literally was like, okay, these are the checks that I get from VH1 for the episodes of Drag Race that aired. Like I'm going to be taking XXX whatever amount of money from this and I'm going to just be donating it um, from now until whenever to uh, Black Lives Matter and all these other organizations because, you know, you got to fight for what's right. And I think Miss Fame... I can't remember if she donated or not, but I know that she was like, when everyone was like disavowing Jeffree Star, more than just saying like, oh, I'm not friends with this person. She like took down her video with him and was like, um, I'm also, t- I think she also said something about like turning away PR that he was sending or something like, I don't remember. But like, she really was, I remember reading it and being like, she's on it. Especially because mm-hmm. she also, um, she didn't at anyone, but she also was like, my sisters um, in our community, we also need to do this. We also, we need to collectively, like, not, you know, Distance give ourselves. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I also remember later seeing her under Trixie Mattel and was like, uh, bitch, disown Jeffrey right now. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Someone call her out. Because um, I do famously love mm-hmm. Trixie Mattel, but also, like, if, if you're going to continue to hang out and support this racist, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, also, I think Jeffree Star owns um, a part of Trixie Cosmetics, but I'm not gonna, you know. <gasps> you think so? Maybe that's why. You think I think why? that's why because I feel like she has been completely silent on the Jeffree Star thing, and I feel like, like, and then it can, like money. I am not a big um, like follower of the beauty community. Um, especially not on like Twitter, on YouTube, but I do love me some drama. Oh my God. (laughs) And so like, I follow like two black beauty influences or whatever. And one of them really was like explaining the whole thing. And apparently it came out that Jeffree Star owns part of Morphe. Oh, shoot. Right. Um, And also that this bitch just has like a shit ton of money. And so I'm like, does this bitch maybe own part of Trixie Cosmetics? That's like we don't know. pretty solid. I could see that, yeah. Oh, now that you mentioned that. Oh, wow. Right? Like, couldn't you see it? Um, speculation, speculation. Don't sue me. Um, <laughs> alleged, 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 alleged. Alleged. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Speaking of drama, mama, 10 talk about this week and get into one of our most famous, famous, famous sections of the podcast. Yeah. We're not cavemen. We are watching Drag Race. Annie. Mama, this is no Mesozoic era. This is no Paleo whatever era. This is the 2020 era where we're still suffering as much, but just in different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we are watching Drag Race. Still going through a major extinction um, 
what is it called? It's oh, a major, major extinction event. event. Yeah, yeah, still going through that, but you know, yeah, it's fine. This one's much slower. But we're watching Drag Race. But we are. But we're watching Drag Race until we go extinct. Um, All Stars 5, Mama? Exactly. And because of um, this, you know, being our last time that we're going to be able to talk about All Stars, we decided that this week is going to be, our main topic is going to be all about the Drag Race, honey. We're going to go into All Stars 5. We're going to talk about Canada for a sec, but it's probably going to be longer than a sec because, hello, the drama. Uh, and so yeah so that's gonna be our main top top and thank you so much eric though for allowing our little um hot takes before we go into some some drugs mama yes can we just can we get can we just get this out of the way at the the beginning um first of all like obviously spoiler alert um (laughs) second of all shay hulay is the winner of all stars (laughs) Okay. Yes. 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 I mean, supreme. Um, and I feel. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm almost glad she didn't win season nine because I feel like All Stars is kind of a bigger celebration. But um, also, no, she deserved to win both. So. Yeah, maybe she could have kind of like won season nine and then also come back to win another season yeah. of All Stars. I would like uh, BB. Like BB. But yeah. not because she didn't. But, you know, like, that could have been the arrangement. <laughs> right. So, you know, like, here's how I felt last night watching Shea Coulee win, uh, personally. I, there have been times when I've been, like, watching the show and I've just been really excited to see the person I want win. Uh, Evie Oddly, he's under the chat. That when, the year Evie Oddly won, I went crazy when, when they announced her name. Um, but I didn't, I, I, for some reason, like, when Shea Coulee won, like, I didn't feel, like, surprised. I didn't feel, like, necessarily excited i kind of like felt entitled to watch shea coulee and like i was mm-hmm. a given that shea coulee would like of course shea coulee was when she's entitled to this title and i'm just watching it happen you know it wasn't like, like with some of these girls you're like will they won't they're like no like will, like of course shea coulee needs to win and if she doesn't there's something wrong with the universe i mean not with, me, not with shea coulee yeah i think so as we've said before um they the producers don't need to produce um, or they don't need to produce as hard on this show. Like just let the girls fight it out and everything will be fine. Um, and I think for me, Shay's win was also a little dissatisfying, but it's not the job of them to create fake drama to mm-hmm. like make me think, will they, won't they? It's the job of like the it's not the job of like the producers, it's the job of like the writers or whoever's doing like the challenges, right? Like it's your job to make the challenge for everyone to look good enough in it that I think, oh, they've got a real shot. Yeah. Um, and I think the problem with this episode was that Jujube is great. She, you know, this is her third time. I of course was rooting for her, even though we all knew that this was Shay's season. Yeah. Um, like, if we unpack this finale versus the All-Stars 2 finale, All-Stars 2 finale, it really could have gone any way, it seemed. Like, everybody's point, uh, part of the song on point. Everybody's choreo was interesting. Everybody's verse was great and iconic. We still sing Riju Rochu to this day. Um, 
maybe that should be our theme song. We're famously thinking about getting a theme song, y'all. Um, and so for this, there, there was really no competition. Like, did you, First of all, everybody's verse, I think, was shit because I, I personally couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear I any of no it. The idea. mixing on that track was horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I, I don't know what happened, but they need to check and make sure it don't happen again because that was bad. Um, so ignoring the vocals, it really was about the dancing. There, there was no competition. No. Um, <laughs> was cute, but, and it was like what I ex- kind of expect from a Drag Race finale. Like, it was quintessential Drag Race, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Crackers was okay, but I do feel like the lean into funny distracted a bit for, for me personally. Like, it's cute to see you be funny or whatever, but it kind of took me out of the moment of, like, oh, she's fierce. Like, it didn't make sense for the type of song that it was, like, this really... Yeah comedic thing i was like what's happening now they're baking okay <laughs> yeah also that bow in front of that dress in front of that tearaway it was ugly um and then to see shay who was literally cart quite literally cartwheeling from head to head that was insane and i've said it before on this show and i'll say it again and i actually tweeted this and the um the vixen, I don't know if she liked it or not, but um, uh, the, the vixen said, oh, like the choreography on this show is ridiculous because it, making it harder for one person really will decide the winner. Um, and I have said, I feel like I've said that same exact thing here before because it's either, because one of two things will happen. You've made the choreography damn near impossible for one person and mm-hmm. like, very beginner level for two other people either Shay was going to fuck it up and lose or she was going to kill it and win but those were really like the only options where I feel like with the other two it was like okay you're gonna do well in this because you know it's basics we've made it so that you will do well (laughs) but like you're only winning if she loses you know what I mean and so and I feel like that same thing sort of happened in the famous Madonna musical challenge where... Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Oh, my gosh. Gigi Good was very clearly picked by the choreographer, to me, like Shay, to win the challenge. Right. Because if you look at the choreography and the level that she was doing versus other people, like... Jan was great in that challenge, but literally she was just doing some arm thrusts. She did a kick that... That would, kick was interesting, but like she was just thrusting her arms in her hips. Right. It was not. It the choreo itself did not lend for Jan to stand out. Right. And, yeah. and it's not a matter of like her talent because clearly Jan picked up the choreo so fast and like she's a dancer. Like she could have done most probably whatever yeah. they threw at her. Mm-hmm. But like for you to give Gigi Good this lift and to give no one else that level of like it was a lift and then a backflip while in the air lifted. Right. No one else had anything near that. Like, of course she won. Uh, obviously she was going to win. Yeah. And then again with Shay, like, almost of course she wins. Like, partially because we knew this whole season, because you don't cast people seriously, but also because you then aren't giving them, like, serious good choreography to the level that she's had. Or, conversely, because you give her choreography that is so, like, clearly out of everybody else's league. Like, mm-hmm. if her choreography was toned down and still 
comparable, at least with them. Maybe. I mean, right. She still would have slayed because she's a professional, right? So we would have seen her do well, even if the choreo was like less intense. You know what I mean? Like she still would have done a great job. It's exactly what you're saying. It, the only thing was like, will she fuck it up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that's the only thing that you're you're leveraging here is that will she be able to get enough a good enough night's sleep in order to actually do this choreo and not like fall off someone? You know what I mean? Like, which if she had. She could have broken her neck. <laughs> Seriously? We, could have, we have lost Shea Goulet last night. <laughs> Luckily, she won. Have. <laughs> it could have been a national tragedy. How would have I don't want to think about that. Um, but, like, I think it's also interesting to think about the All-Stars 2 song versus this in terms of just, like, the choreography. Because I do feel like in All-Stars 2, everyone was given something that was really interesting. Like, Detox had a really interesting part, even though, like, a lot of her verse was, like, not that good. Um, her delivery was fantastic. Her delivery, so her delivery was fantastic. But I'm not the best. But I'm not the worst. Which, I don't know about you, but that's a winning line in my book. Um, have you seen like, Katya talk about... Have you seen Katya yes. watch me direction talk about that? Uh, she said, uh, you don't like me? I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> So, so like detox you know but like her dancing her like moving like she was doing i think she was doing the chair thing right and like yeah it's interesting that's cool and like katya was doing splits and alaska was alaska you know blue, blue. um <laughs> <laughs> like roxy had the fan even though she had that bad singing verse like everyone had something that was interesting and made them stand out and i feel like that was really missing from last night's dance because it was really just like, meh. It was very, I, I, I thought I felt the, kind of the whole episode was like really flat, except for when Shay was like flipping from these men's heads. So yeah, so uh, speaking about last night's episode not being interesting, um, the idea of like bringing back all these queens and to have like a mini reunion but not reunion episode was cute but then like they did nothing with them which it felt like it was just a fake out to be like are we gonna make these queens decide the winner again which like yeah no <laughs> right like we all know they're not gonna do the vote like they even joked about it in all stars four like oh wouldn't it be crazy if we did a jury again <laughs> no we're not doing that uh we know how stupid <laughs> it was so what ended up happening was i don't know it was just weird watching the queens like i loved i loved watching them walk the runway it was nice um, but like then they just kind of sat off to the side and did nothing and I was like okay except for I don't know who it was I think it was maybe Mariah who during lip sync was like you better walk Shay that was also me sitting down when 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 Shay, Shay could do the most minuscule movement I'd be like yes <laughs> she walked walk from one side of the stage to the other and I also said you better walk Shay I was a little nervous because for Shay's lip sync, she was definitely doing like a Janelle Monet as Cindy Mayfield, like as a, mm. you know, um, an, uh, the arc android, like, yes, as an arc android. And I was like, I hope they get it. And Shay, like, maybe move on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I wasn't yes. nervous, yeah. So, I have two thoughts. One is, yes, I have three thoughts. One is, yes, Ooh. don't bring these queens back unless you're gonna do something with them. Like, I like the idea of, I really do like the idea of letting them. I have four thoughts. I really like the idea <laughs> of them all doing a final runway and like getting to see what they would have won. Like, I think that's really nice. It's really beautiful mm -hmm. because 
you know, he just said, because they didn't money on that dress. <laughs> yeah, I need that get... money. Let me get this airtime. Let me get those uh, residuals. Like, it can't just show up and watch a pack in yeah. on YouTube that no one watches. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so that was cute. But two, you have to like really let them. Wait, was that two? I don't know. I lost track of my thoughts. You have to let them <laughs> do something. Like, it has to be interesting to see them there. Otherwise, I'm like like it, it could have been another girl group number or something like it could have been i don't know it should have been more um but don't let them vote it's three maybe 2.5 was i think there was a there was like an icy blue themed runway at one point but Very. they cut it because everybody came out and like okay wait let me do this blue look I, <laughs> but also like some of Cracker's lip sync um, lip sync outfits were like also icy blue themed. Mm. Yeah, uh, so I was really like, did they get there immediately and was like, we're not doing icy blue? Like maybe they happened? were gonna do Frozen again, but then they were like, oh, there's a pandemic, we can't do Frozen because no one can go see Frozen. Remember the Frozen <laughs> runway? This, they... this was filmed first. Maybe oh they, um, maybe like they sent them the list. And then they filmed season 12 and they decided to do the Frozen. And so they got there and were like, Frozen's a no. I don't know. Speculation. We're, oh, we're going to keep Frozen for 12. Allegedly. For 12. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, All-Star 6 was filmed before <laughs> season 12, allegedly. Yeah. Um, but who, who, who knows? No. Who knows? All I know is they all came in in very similar looks at one point and makes me think. Um, four is there were no good lip syncs on this season. What? Um, that is my final review. Um, you can bite me. The best lip sync we got was probably India Farah's at the first episode. Mm. Um, that was a very good lip sync. Yes, that's what. I, that uh, was my only argument. Was going to be that one. Because everything else, I was really like, what? I think it's what like a. This? I think it's a fatal flaw of all stars. I think having someone lip sync for your legacy is just not, it's just lower stakes. It's just like, you know, it's not like people who are lip syncing for their legacy don't have as much to lose. They're, they have something to gain, but they have nothing to lose. You're right. Yeah. Because the, the best all stars lip sync was probably um, Alyssa versus Tati, Tatiana. which was, which was lip sync for your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and also, cause it's just like they've been doing a horrible job lately of also picking lip sync songs. Like, come yeah, on. that song last come episode, the, like Rena McIntyre, like Ning Ning Reba. Reba. <laughs> what so, is going on here on this day with that Reba song? They were like, you know what? We have to get Cracker to win because we have to give away this twenty thousand dollars. We have to get rid of it, so Cracker Truly. needs to win. We're gonna do a Reba McIntyre song. <laughs> it's Bad songs, bad, um, and, like, not assassins. Like, first of all, for Trinity K. Bonet to have never showed up on this season, and, like, part of me last week was, like, okay, maybe they're saving her for the finale. Maybe it's going to be, like, you know, to, like, no. Where was um, Peppermint? Where was, like, where were the assassins? Well, assassins, yeah. These were, the, the, these were baby assassins. These were, where was Dita Ritz? Where was right. Dita Ritz? I mean, on some level, I get it, though, because, like, if you're not a local in LA, like, would you really like fly out for one episode to do one lip sync at the end of the episode? You know, yeah. it's a lot 
for like not much for also time. to not even win ten thousand dollars yeah. right you get nothing you get paid for the episode but like you know i say give it to them i say if the assassin wins you better give them that money i also say give it to the assassin like i know it's random and it's like wait this bitch just showed up and gets someone ten thousand dollars well yeah you should have lip-synced better exactly yeah. maybe that would make them it's like if you lose not that money is not rolling over you just gonna lose out on that money so <laughs> um and especially for the songs that they chose for, to be like for Alyssa edwards and kennedy davenport to both be robbed like this to be given these weird ass red like what was who 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 did this who in production got promoted and made these terrible decisions? Because I, I, I need to have a conversation. Oh, <laughs> so bad! It's terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 been a puzzling uh, few weeks. I mean, I think I think now it's apparent why they waited to to air this until after All Star. I'm sorry, until after season twelve because it is it is. Not an entertaining season, I think, really. All-Stars 5 was not an entertaining season. I liked a lot of the girls. Obviously, I'm happy that Shea Coulee, like Justice, was served. I have a hot take about that um, soon. Um, but um, it, wasn't, it wasn't entertaining television. It, wasn't, it was kind of boring. And the challenges weren't that great. And, and so, yeah, it's clear to me why, even though this was probably filmed first, so they say, why they held off when all the other years they've done like the last two years at least they've done all stars three before season 10 and then all stars four before season 11 but this mm-hmm. year they did season 12 and then all stars five afterwards because i feel like because especially because season 12 was such a good season like in the construction like it was really entertaining to watch as frustrating as it might have been at times uh it was mm-hmm. well constructed and well you know some good queens um to kind of have led in the year with all stars five might have um soured some viewers and turned them off from sticking around till season 12. Yeah, crazy that the competition was stiffer on season 12 than on All Stars 5, but also... <laughs> whoops. Um, that's I mean, I-, I think just... I think I just like the regular seasons of Drag Race better than All Stars. Like The only general. thing I like mostly about All Stars is just the idea of, like, getting some girls that I liked from the regular seasons, like, to win. You know, again, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like controversial subject, I know for the, for Jelani, but I I enjoyed watching Monet Exchange get crowned. I I think I was like I love this girl. I'm glad she got a hundred thousand dollars. I'm glad she got a crown and scepter from Fierce Drag Jewels. Like we love panics immediately. Um, but yeah, I want to say that I I don't know. I think I just enjoy Drag Race in general. Um, I feel like I find positives and negatives about both. Mm-hmm. Um, because the real thing is it comes down to the casting because All-Stars 5 doesn't compare to season 12 but like season 11 doesn't compare to All-Stars 2 you know what I mean like it That's... really does uh, like the group of girls that you get really needs to be like curated and like I, I really don't think I think Rue does definitely get a say but I don't know that she's handpicking these girls anymore, and I don't think that no. they're necessarily casting for talent always. Um, no, definitely not. They're casting for TV. Yeah. And I need more... And if you're going to do that, that's fine, but I need you to find another Coco Alyssa Edwards. And, like, maybe that was once in a lifetime, but, like, <laughs> I, I need you to cast two people that hate each other. 
And it's, well, I think what they did is they started off with a good idea, right? They had Derek Barry and India who had their own drama. And then later on we get the, um, Alexis and India again. India just has all the drama this season. Seriously. <laughs> um, they were like, yeah, it's a good round. Right, they were like, it's a good reason, a good thing we cast that India Farrago because she brings the job. I mean, yeah. India was smart, but she was like, I've been on here once. I was eliminated early on in season three. I got to stir some shit or I'm going home. Mm-hmm. She made it to like, what, she was on there for six episodes or something, right? Yeah. She was the Roxy Andrews of the season. She was. Yeah. So they, it had potential, and just then, I think by the end, it actually did become... <laughs> RuPaul's best friends race and they were all like but I love you but I love you but I love you and I was like oh once they got Alexis out it was just like a group of like really sweet people loving on each other which is nice but for those especially for those final episodes because we were ramping up with like a little more drama a little bit more drama and then we get to those like final episodes and it was kind of like oh well we have this top four we know who's gonna win it doesn't these last like two to three episodes just felt like well okay what's the point of watching right now yeah yeah and everybody wanted it in the top four but like unless you have like a Gia Gunn and India Farah unless you have that bitch in the top four or like you know up there then I really don't yeah if you're gonna do like when we get to the top four I really do want like a Gia Gunn or an India Farah there, like a bitch, um, someone like, I, I want the, I want to feel like someone is going to snatch it away. You know what I mean? They or, don't like, keep the villains. They don't. And it's so tragic because like, that's what I want to be. Um, so <laughs> Drag Race did give me special permission to let you all know that I'm going to be, you know, on All Stars 6 and like, I am, I'm going to be the villain or whatever. Like, I, 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 they skipped the regular seasons. They just got invited for All Stars. Yeah, sorry. Climbing up the ranks. Climbing up the ranks. See, that's that's my villain origin. Is they're like, this is All Stars. Who are you? And it's like, oh, girls never been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> who are you, girl? Because I don't remember you at all. Forget oh all these other girls. Forget all. We'll talk about that in a second. Can I give you all my hot take? It's not really a hot take, but kind of like a conspiracy theory, paranoid prediction, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race was the beginning of the end, kind of, for this whole plane of existence that we're on. Um, It aired, it was the first season to air after the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. First season to air when Trump became president, unfortunately. And that's when Shea Coulee lost. And when Shea Coulee lost during this era, that was when the shenanigans and the tomfoolery started on Drag Race, where, like, all these crazy wins were happening. Trixie beat Shangela out of nowhere. And then uh, mm-hmm. there was the All-Stars drama, and then there was a double win. They pushed along Trinity. All this, all this shenaniganery started with season nine and Shea Coulee losing the lip sync, right? Which also happened to coincide with the world directly following the 2016 election, right? And here we are right now in the place, kind of in the, in, on the way to another even election, right? And to see Shea Coulee win all stars at this point, kind of leading up to the 2020 election, it makes me feel like maybe the world is like healing and like, not in like an eco-fascist way, like all those people who are like, <laughs> wow, we were the virus, because that's um, a little evil. Um, but 
in, in that like things are starting to maybe fall back into like a positive place because Shea Coule uh, was one. Uh, and so maybe this is a good sign for the future, he says. Um, still, everyone fucking vote. I swear to God. Um, and I'm going to also say, like, vote against fascist Republicans. I'm also going to say that. Uh, I'm not going to just say vote. I'm going to say vote right. Oops. Vote correctly, not vote right. Well, vote left, uh, not right. Vote left, vote correctly. Vote, vote all, like, everything you vote in a, vote to, in a box to the left. Like, ah! like <laughs> You can't see me. I just realized. (laughs) I just realized that people can't see me again, and like you can't. I'm like swaying my arms to the left, like Beyonce to the left, to the left, like yeah, yeah. When you're at the polls, everything you own in a box to the left, Mama. Mm. Um, So still, obviously, do that because we need it. Um, But like, I'm like, oh, this is like, I feel cleansed a little bit now that that Shakeley has a crown. I feel like ah, like some semblance of maybe like we're coming we're maybe there's hope for this world we can go back to things be well things were never right but like we can heal maybe mm. that's mm. my take it was yeah. a cultural it's a cultural reset it's a cultural reset well i don't uh, maybe but moving on to our <laughs> canada for a second that is what makes me feel uh. like we're not in a reset because Truly up north, things are going terribly. <laughs> up north, things, things are going, are going south. south, am I right? Oh, oh. I, just, I just made the joke, sorry. Wow, the two of them at the same time. <laughs> um, just, can I say something? Yes. I feel like it's really important for people to acknowledge when they're wrong. And it's really hard to do because like, we are raised with such a strong sense of pride. Um, but I'm trying to be better and I'm you know, working on just like, cause you won't die. You don't die when you just say like, hey, I was wrong. Mm. Um, and so I'm trying to work on that. Um, and I need to let you all know that I, I was wrong. Um, I think it was last episode that I said, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman just needs to be the host of Canada's Drag Race. And I was, <laughs> I was wrong <laughs> because I really did like him. And I, I think that he's charismatic and so hot but only when he's quiet only when he's shutting the (laughs) fuck up like to how dare you how dare you get on that judging panel and be mean and petty towards someone for an art form that you do not participate in Mm -hmm. like you think your little fucking eyeliner on your waterline gives you the right to yell at jimbo for not painting her arms white (laughs) better come for her and then to have a rude response, maybe use your time better. Like, fuck off. <laughs> and so, what, what, what are you doing in that same time, Jeffrey? Like, this, like, you can only be the mean judge if you have the talent or the experience in the mm-hmm. field. Yeah. You can't be the mean least, judge because you're mean. At least Michelle Visage basically gets in drag every day. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> and she like would like grew up around like the drag scene and was like always up in the clubs at RuPaul and shit. Yeah. Like Jeffrey. Jeffrey Boy Chapman found out about drag when he saw Drag Race. Right. Like yeah. you 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 literally have eyeliner on. That's and it. this is like the first time you've even worn it. And look at Jimbo's dress. Like, come on, use your time wisely. What the fuck you think Jimbo was doing with her time? <laughs> Crafting a whole ass beautiful look. 
fucking gown, bitch. I'm to be sorry. honest, I wasn't that gagged by it because I think that her waist and her it, like it was a little shapeless for me, but it was it still was- really it was still really impressive. And I think yeah. I think the overall critiques for the paper team were really unfair or, and unfounded. Like saying that it looked cost first of all, I hate costumey critiques. Like it's yes, drag. it's a costume. It's it, like <laughs> Also, it's recycled material. You gave me paper. What did you think it was gonna look like? Right. Seriously. Think it was- but of course, they're gonna like love the metal team when it looks like they didn't do anything. They were like, "Um, what is the smallest amount of metal I can use and put it on my body?" <laughs> Priyanka was just skinny. As a skinny fashion girl, I'm gonna let you know, Priyanka really got praised because she was skinny. And like, once she was walking the runway, I was like, "Oh." Interesting idea to have like a sheer illusion, but like clearly not executed. And truly, when the camera zoomed in, I was like, "Ooh, it's even worse than I thought." And then Brooklyn Heights was like, "Amazing!" And I was like, "Wait, what?" what? <laughs> that umbrella, that umbrella is bad. That body was bad. You literally took two, like you literally just wrapped your, you literally wrapped yourself in a non-fabric. Congratulations. Yeah. And then um, fucking I, I, I don't know. I, 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 when she watched, I thought the, the metal, the umbrella, the headpiece, I thought it was kind of nice. I might be biased. I feel like I got to stand a brown queen. I'm sorry. Um, I was but not I, here for it. Priyanka, I, and I was, I'm, I feel bad because both of the two POCs that are left, I didn't like because I thought Kiara also was a skinny girl who uh, wrapped a piece yeah. of fabric on herself. Yeah. And I think the plastic, okay, overall critiques, I think the plastic team was good but the best person on it was Rita Baga mm-hmm. and Rita Baga is why they won I think and I think Rita yes. Baga had the best overall look but I think the paper team did the best collectively and like to say that their shit looked bad and looked cheap the material was cheap the material yeah. was paper but they turned first of all the darts in that chess piece to make it look like it was like that was incredible and yeah like it was paper and it was cheap but it was still chic it was still cute and creative and innovative and elevated the little the the little paper tassels that went all the way back Alona's back I I thought Alona did fantastic in that challenge Mm -hmm. I thought Tainomi did fantastic in that challenge and I think Mm -hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of Jimbo's like overall look but I still think that it worked together with them as a team and that collectively they were the winners. I think so. I totally thought that paper was go that that team was going to win. Cause I was like, Ooh, this is a story. It is cohesive. It's a collection, which like I thought was the criteria we were judging on. Um, and then they just like, were not. I was like, okay. Also I- dynamic silhouettes. Those were mm-hmm. dynamic silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Everyone truly else was just like. Draping some, fa- draping some, metal yeah. or whatever right yeah the, the thing is i i don't know I, i'm not a fashion queen like you jelani and or nor am i a designer but i think out of everyone what i saw i think rita had the best individual look and i think honestly i felt like jimbo had the second best <laughs> individual look look because i was like yeah that's that looks like a cool like that looks different it's a dynamic silhouette like textural it's pretty you know i think that's the next best look out of all these girls to be quite honest mm-hmm I felt really, I just felt bad for that team in general. Also because metal did nothing. Like, I'm sorry, how does Boa get away with that fucking silver diaper? How does she get away with that fucking diaper? 
out. Yeah, Finally, the they're calling her cool. out on it. Huh? The skirt was cool, yeah. but like everything else was bad. Also, I Brooklyn. Okay, so I read Jeffrey. Now I gotta read Brooklyn. Brooklyn yep. with this lime green neon bang bowl cut with no couldn't see her brows with this dark makeup with oh this God. wine colored lip with this black fucking Ugh. pointed shoulder garment with this silver fucking harness on who are you who are you to come at anyone <laughs> and what they were wearing shut the really? fuck up i thought it was actually pretty i thought it was really pretty <laughs> she looked good can i look up this i don't even remember it i was so just like underwhelmed. i'm always underwhelmed with whatever brooklyn heights does to be wow yeah i was not living for it um i actually quite that hated it nice. i thought it deserved to go home um yeah this is not this is not it that eyeliner is not cute yeah and then to look at um i think looking at boa and saying you should have made a jacket out of metal girl out of metal i would have loved that's the issue i was like bitch it was time to make a bolero out of metal (laughs) (laughs) uh, this is a question i have were they allowed they were only allowed to use the materials right i I think so i don't know because i don't know how anything works on boa did look not like a metal bra oh true Uh, yeah i don't know because thinking back to like who to like corset stuff because they've done that in the past with the like creative right. design, the creative challenges where they like can use like a base of something to like glue the yeah right i'm trying to think of like maybe there was probably some some limit to how much they could use like thinking back to season three specifically the money ball when raja and manila had to like they made had to make looks out of money and they both made these really good looks like using paper but like they had like cloth underneath it like they wouldn't just stick in paper to their body um and there was like dynamic shape to it. It looked really good, but they also like were making out of paper. Also, apparently, they all during that episode they like complained to production that they all needed more time, and they were given more time. That's I love that. Um, love that. I was thinking specifically the, the hair runway when Shangela looked at Roger's thing and was like, "Girl, is that tool?" <laughs> <laughs> um, they just went on a podcast together a few weeks ago. The both of them. Uh, Entertainment Weekly is some kind of podcast, and um, they, they they were at the end, and Shangela was like, "I gotta ask you, Raja, was it Tool?" And she said, "It was Tool." <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's how you win a fucking episode, baby. But you know what? As long as you don't get caught, I, I cheat as much as you want. As long as you don't get caught. But like, sh- she truly like. From then until even now, the way she talks about it, like she truly did not think it was against the rules to use a little bit of tool. She was like, "What? Well, yeah, it's tool. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> Girl, how else are we going to make a dress out of hair? Yeah. <laughs> like, I will um, say the only good thing about Drag Race Canada this week, at least, is I do feel like it's funny because I was texting Gamal during this episode. And the first half of the episode, I was like, I kind of love that. Like, I was like, I think it's because I like a lot of the people that are on it still. I was like, oh, these people are having fun. I like Stacey McKenzie. She's great. Like, and I, and I was like, oh, these personalities are so fun. And then <laughs> I like texting them all. I was like, I love this. Like, this is, I kind of like this better, I think. And then he was like, just wait. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> and then I, and then it happened. Um, so like, I like Stacey McKenzie. I feel like oh, she, right Stacey. now she's the only judge that I like. 
I like Brooklyn. I don't know. It's just the thing of I, I, I will. I think I'll always be like easier on Brooklyn because she is like the only drag queen there. So I'm like, if anyone's gonna have harsh opinions, it better be her, right? Like, I would Valid. say like it's okay if like Brooke has harsh opinions, and that's the problem. I think going back to what Jelani was saying about Jeffrey Boy Chapman, who is iconic, lovely guy, I'm sure, but like. He's not a drag queen, but like the, the show is obsessed with getting people on who aren't drag queens to talk about drag. And I'm not talking about like Jeffrey has strong opinions about an acting challenge, which obviously he can speak on. But like this was specifically, this is like a design, construction, make a drag outfit challenge, which Jeffrey himself is not a drag queen. Like he does, this is not his area of expertise. Like I can understand if it was a performance-based challenge. Yes, go all the way off. But that's not what this was. Right, and all of everything that Jeffrey liked were, were only things that looked already commercial that people like wear, you know what I mean? Like Lemon's yeah. outfit, which is like a dress that you've already seen. Like that's not couture. Lemon was not wearing a couture metal outfit. Like, so. I'm still over that Lemon, that Lemon character. I'm still over her. I, actually, that, so. I didn't fully hate her this episode because I feel like she was doing, because I, I liked the, I also like the dress that she had on, but Sajda is right. Like, it's not, it was, like, it was a very simple, like, well-executed, but simple dress. Um, and I think, I also think that it really, she really, like, fucked her team up because she did not, because they weren't all cohesive. Um, and she was obviously the best out of them. So she really was like, mm, we might be in the bottom, but I'm not lip syncing. Um, <laughs> she really did that to them hoes. Uh, but I think that this, what um, Kamala is saying, goes back to, there's like this obsession with aspects of queer culture, with like commodifying them and making them mainstream, which I guess is helpful to some extent because, you know, you get, um, you know, more publicity and these queens get more money and we famously do live in a capitalist society. So like give them all of the money. Mm-hmm. but give queer artists all of the money um but for shows like drag race and even legendary which is on hbo or whatever you have oh fuck i forgot her name what's her name it's like jamila jamila jamil jamila jamil her jeffrey boyer chapman like why are you on these shows if you have no experience in these things like why are you on a voguing show judging Yep. Like, wh- why are you on a drag show judging? And, like, if you're not going to sit there, be nice, and, like, just be like, oh, this is, like, Ross does it, too, sometimes, where he, like, steps out of line for someone who's not a drag queen, but he is at least, um, like, mostly there to chill, like, everyone out and be, like, you're happy great. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like genuinely just nice and peppy. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what when we like to, him. <laughs> and that's what you need to be if you're not a drag queen, if you have no experience in what's going on. Like, yeah. Just yeah. be there to be nice and be like encouraging. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're going through a lot, bitch. Right. Yeah. And like, even back in the day when Santino had a lot of mean comments, like they were usually about fashion, but Santino was a fashion designer, right? So, like, again, like mm-hmm. if you're, Talking about your field, I mind a little less. Like if Stacey, I mean, Stacey's not a fashion designer to my knowledge, she's a model, but like even that she's closer to the fashion world than probably Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is. Like if Stacey was a little harder on the girls yesterday during the design shots, I'd be like, well, yeah, that's like, that's like her area. But like, that's not Jeffrey's area of expertise. Yes. 
But you know what is our area of expertise? What? What? Ooh, crowns, bitches. Oh, Hey, yeah, we gotta we gotta thank EJ Mian for coming on, and um, we gotta we gotta crown him, Mama. I mean, we all know that every queen deserves a crown. So EJ, um, we were going to crown you, but honestly, a true queen crowns themselves. So why don't you maybe crown yourself, and then tell us a little bit about why you crowned yourself. Okay, okay. Um, ooh, okay. Uh, I'm going to crown myself a house dress queen. Oh, Let me explain that because I don't think I've brought this up actually. But one of my, okay. uh, one of the uh, most recent and important, I would say, developments in my life um, is that I did go on Target this week and buy a house dress. Um, which is just a women's, it's like a women's maxi dress. It's tie-dye, it's sleeveless. And let me tell you, it is so comfortable. <laughs> and and masculinity is truly a prison. I do not know, like, we should all be wearing house dresses. House dresses should be a thing that the nation, I think, and the world at large gets behind and supports for all genders because it's so comfortable. <laughs> And also, wow. I just feel like very elegant wearing it. Like I like stand up and like fall down. Like ooh, damn! You've got wow. those legs for a house dress for sure. House dress twenty twenty. House dress twenty twenty. Oh um, how do we feel about that? That kind of self self identification because I I kind of agree with it. I stand. I love this. I also think um, if you are a person with a penis, you should definitely wear a dress at some point. Um, but don't go out and buy all the dresses because I need, I need some. Um, yeah, yeah, please, please. But definitely wear a dress at one point because it is like, oh, um, it's a moment. Dresses are like they they can be flowy, breezy, or they can be like silk and stick to your body like you can represent yourself in any which way you want i love mm -hmm. there's also like a so, sense of power with a dress i will say i feel very powerful wearing a dress it's just like regal i'm just like oof, god i feel taller i feel mm -hmm. like oh it's great she's a house dress queen welcome baby you're a house dress queen Ooh. Bow down, mamas. Mm. Live, and I'm loving. This was so beautiful, y'all. I'm so thankful to have each and every one of you. This, like, guest starring is just a delightful, delightful little event. I, I think this is yeah. just how I want to move forward with life, is just always talking to all of you. It was so beautiful. I'm glad we invented podcast guests. I think we should um, do more. Yeah, I'm glad that no one has ever had a podcast in which they brought guests on. I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's we're really pretty, crazy. We're, we're trailblazers just like Ali and AJ were. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. All righty, folks. Well, thank you so, so, so much for joining us for another episode of Pod Queens. Remember to rate us and like us on Apple Podcasts. It truly, truly helps. Please leave a comment because that is delish and we will totally take that in. 
also, you can actually email us. Can you imagine? We have an email. Send the fan mail, mama. It's podqueens at gmail.com. P-O-D-K-W-E-E-N-S at gmail.com. I said it. Yes. <laughs> want to? We're going to go our little rounds. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at It's Sajda on both Instagram and Twitter at I-T-S-S-A-J-D-A-A, because I'm extra. <laughs> and then if you like food and you like porn, you can follow my food porn Instagram, which is Food Porn Friday. But the O in porn is an X because it's sexy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thanks for listening. I've been Gamal. You can follow me on Instagram at the Gamal, T-H-E-G-A-M-A-L, and on Twitter at Gamal Tweets. And I'm Jelani, and of course, I will not spell this out for you, so you're just going to have to follow along, okay? Ready? Okay, so my Insta, it is at Persephone's Garden, Persephone, spelled regularly, but then add a Y at the very end, and then an S, because it's possessive, and then the word garden, at Persephone's Garden, and then Twitter, okay, ready, ready, ready? It's going to be queer, it's going to be mess, it's going to be another Y, and it's going to be A-H, queer messiah um and our lovely guest ej can you tell the people where to find you okay you can find find me on all social media platforms at pateric dactyl um that is p-t-e-r-i-c-d-a-c-t-y-l it's like a pterodactyl but instead of that arrow it's eric hey hey Thank y'all so, so much. That is going to be it for today. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. We out this bitch. <laughs>